Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Hello, and welcome to Monsters University. I'm your game master, Jane Judge. And let's start it off like we always do with a little evil. (laughs) 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 All right, cool. So tonight we are doing Monsters University episode number 17. This is the class of the Hellcurst. So let's go ahead and start with Violet October. You want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Violet October and I'm playing Lily the Succubus. Awesome, Cassie. Cassie Cummings. I play Kimmy Puddin' Pop. Div. I'm Girlbot Div. I play Bender. And Ricky X. I am Ricky and I play Jazzworth. Okay, so tonight we are coming back to school. Uh, the last we left, the class of the Hellcurst. Some of you have been back to school since, but uh, you all have just left the Namatsu wedding under underwater. And there had been all of the wedding drama and the beef, and you caught everybody and you saved the day, and then you headed back to school. You took a quick five-hour trip on the Delivery Monster, thoroughly enjoying your way home, and you made it back to school. Uh, just in time for the pattern and frequency of the imp invasions on Monsters University to nearly double. Um, They are coming in seemingly a random pattern all over campus, and it's the talk of the school. Um, There's barely a day without a big imp invasion. Um, You're listening to the radio in uh, the morning of, and you hear an announcement talking about how imp occurrences are now a daily thing. So school lockdown procedures are uh, implemented. So if you hear this alarm, you need to lock down in a classroom. I'm sorry. I I, I think I missed the class announcement. Uh, What was the noise that I needed to look out for again? The alarm goes, (laughs) Amazing. I got it. uh, Just keep an ear out for that one. You know. Um... You're returning to your classes, to your student government duties, to your friends, to poetry club, to the wrestling events. Um, It's been a fun week on campus. There is uh, quite a bit going on. So as we move into tonight's uh, action, you have finished class and you're all hanging around, some of you more literally than others. We're going to zoom into the woods right near Monsters University. And up in the air, suspended with two legs held up above his head and uh, one of his arms free and one tied to the side is P. Jared. (laughs) Kimmy, you are holding a few ropes and you are coordinating his movements. Oh, you look so good up there. How's it feel? It feels incredible. I'm so free. I'm one of the trees. You're so free, babe. You look so good. Wow, you're flying around. Okay. You can bring me down now. You said last time you wanted to try? I mean, I I don't know if it'll work, but I want to feel what you feel. I just want to give you a chance. It's incredible, babe. Okay. Come on down so you can help me. Uh, He, like, wriggles out of his bondage and you untie his hands. Okay. 
Are you ready to go up? I I think so. He's like holding the end of the rope and he looks at you and he's like, uh-huh. where do I tie it? Okay. Oh no, we lost you in the worst moment. Um, can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'll like scoot up to the end of the rope, suck it through me and out the other side. <laughs> and then just kind of like grip the rope, I guess. <laughs> Be okay. like, all right, this is a start. Like a cube donut with a little hole right through the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you thread the rope through and P. Jared like brings it up and around and then back yeah. through the hole the other way. Yeah. Gives you a, a secure-ish tie. Uh, you're fully in control of whether you're tied or not, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> PJ looks at you and he's got like, you know, really excited, little eager eyes. And he says, okay, you ready, Kimmy? Yeah, I'm ready. He like gives you a little kiss and then he pulls on the ropes and says, okay, you tell me if you get scared, okay, I'll bring you right back down. And he gives of course. a big pull. You go flying up in the air. Is it working? <laughs> Am I flying? If you're hanging onto the rope and you are like putting a little concentrated effort on keeping it in your Trying. center, yes. Awesome. Okay, cool. I'm loving it. I'm like a little suspended light ring. Okay, P. Jared is looking up at you like, wow, incredible. I can see the stars through you, Kimmy. Am I, am I beautiful, P. Jared? You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Oh. He like brings you down a little bit and like ties you off on a peg on the tree and you're like just low enough to where if he stands on his little tippy toes he can touch you and he's like just like gently worshiping you a little bit from below. Feels so good. Oh, I'm free. You're so right. Yeah, Kimmy, enjoy it. You're one of the trees. I'm one of the trees. I'm one of the trees. Okay, and as you're having this lovely little suspension bondage intimate moment, we're going to fade away to Lily and Professor Ayard, who are in the poetry classroom. And there's like three or four notebooks spread across the table between them. And the professor has his little tie like untied and his shirt unruffled. So you can see his like sparkly chest flush. And he's like leaning over, reading through your notebook, Lily. Incredible. Each one better than the last. Oh, I wasn't muted. Um, Lily's next to him kind of like playing with the ruffles and saying something about how she has like proper inspiration now. Truly, you're prolific. Well, I think we'll have to publish your book this semester. What was that? We'll have to publish your book. Well, you're ready, aren't you? The public should read this. I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, you've written plenty to fill it. Granted, they are all about sort of a similar subject matter, aren't they? They're they're a little spicy. Well, the people love spice. The people will pay for this. This is odd, Lily. We do. We are surrounded by a lot of horny people. There's probably a pretty decent audience. I love the way you talk about my rosy red lips and the blush of life under my skin. Sparkly flesh. Oh, do you really think so? This lie. (laughs) 
Oh, I forgot people can't see to <laughs> He sort of touches your tongue just on the tip with his finger and says, well, we'll have to find out, won't we? I, I think that could be fun. He sort of pushes his fingers a little further into your mouth and says, well, tell me, Lily, have you ever told a lie? Absolutely. <laughs> tell me one now. I, that was almost too spicy for Twitch, sorry. That was, it almost jumped the gun. <laughs> well, seeing you so flustered, he simply shoves his hand a little farther in your mouth and says, do you want me to keep going? Uh-huh. <laughs> That one doesn't sound like a lie. <laughs> we'll fade away from this little moment. Over yeah. to... <laughs> My brain could not go any less for you than where it was, and it was not <laughs> I love it. That's what Monsters is for, y'all. <laughs> okay, so we fade over to, a little less spicy maybe, Chasworth's bedroom. <laughs> Wade has come to visit you. You often spend time in his garden, but this is one of the few times that he's come up to your space. in my Italian accent ready. <laughs> Chasworth, I have a little surprise for you. Oh, you have a surprise for me. Do you have any schoolwork? Sports? Uh, Student government? Well, I think uh, I'm just getting ready for a meeting tomorrow for uh, Transylvanian Heritage Month. But, uh, oh, perfect. You have two hours? Two, yeah, I can take two hours, what's up? You're mine, then. And he, like, grabs your hand and pulls you out of the room. <laughs> Go on, close the door. Hurry, quickly. I scramble and close the door really fast. <laughs> come, come, come. Let's go to the laboratory. I happen to, uh, reserve the room. No one will be in for an hour or two. Okay, the laboratory. That's new. I thought maybe I'd, uh, throw you on the slab, tie you down. <laughs> oh... Okay. I, mean, I know you're not looking for a heavy modification, though, but just something fun. Yeah, I mean, I'm not due for any part replacement, but I mean, we could uh, take a look, see where things go. No, oh, I wasn't doing any replacing, just a little uh, oil change. <laughs> Let's get to it. He's like running with you almost. You're halfway across campus. You, like, quickly breeze through the doors down into the reanimation lab, which is a good, like, I don't know, two, three hundred feet below the school. It's cold in here. The slab, it's all been cleaned. You see a few things that you recognize from Wade's room. There's a candle, a purple one, just about half burnt. There's a big, uh, like, a bin full of ice cubes, and there is, uh, like, a torch. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, quite the collection of toys you've got down here. The torch, that's new. Oh, yes. I didn't know if you would like it or not, but you seem to like the temperature stuff so much. I don't know. Maybe it would be fun. Um, the fire thing, um, that might be a hard oh. limit for me, honestly. Oh, Chaz, I'm so sorry. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> completely. Oh, that was so insensitive of me. I'm so no, sorry. Don't, don't, babe, don't, don't worry about it. Just, you know... I'm glad you, you know, ran past me and stuff here, but that's, uh, that might be a little too scary. Okay, yeah. 
Or the candle, yes. Yeah, I think the candle's a good scary, yeah. I will uh, turn off the flame before we use it. <laughs> Quick, get on the slab. Like this, and I'm going to take my shirt off, my pants, and I'm going to hop onto the slab. Wade is sort of not paying attention to you, and he's like grabbing the little propane burner and stuff, and all of the Bunsen burners on the lab tables and putting them under. <laughs> yeah, just like that, babe. I'll be right there. <laughs> then he comes over, and he brings down their sort of like steel kind of like, I think like medical torture clamp down things on the slab. So your arms are like totally immobilized up by your head. Okay, yeah. You like this, yes? Yeah, I feel so defenseless. Mm, <laughs> you are truly at my mercy. Maybe I will do an evil experiment. Oh. He like hops onto the table and straddles you and lights the candle and he starts heating it up. And he moves the fire over you ever so slowly. Yes, <laughs> oh. do you like this? Uh, yeah, um, it's, uh, it's intense. <laughs> so scary, yes? I'm so frightening. <laughs> he, like, lights his face with the candle a little bit, and then he, like, licks his fingers and pss, sizzles it out. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, what's up? They're going to fade away as you hear the screams as he's, like, pouring the hot wax all over him. <laughs> no one will hear you in the reanimation lab. I think they're okay. supposed to be screaming from the reanimation lab, so it's, like, to totally normal. <laughs> exactly. These these screams are a little different. Uh, you know, maybe it's a different octave register, so I don't know. It's normal. <laughs> Not the first time people have heard jazz in there. No. All right, so we move to Bender's bedroom on campus. You are chilling there. Um, you're by yourself. You're waiting for Sarah. She's supposed to be meeting you in about five minutes. What would Bender be up to in her room alone? It'd be chewing on some hydrangea leaf, looking around at the corners, not sure if she's going to like pop through a wall or a floor, but like. <laughs> waiting and looking as you're waiting Sarah comes from the floor beneath you she's like blasting up she's like Benda Benda oh babe how are you doing and I just like reach over and try to like see if she can grab my hand again she grabs you and she feels almost physical you move like maybe a centimeter through her skin but you feel a very solid hand grabbing you back Ah, oh, look at the improvement! Yeah, I've been working hard on it. Yeah, I've been working hard a lot lately, yeah. <laughs> you see, it's been paying off, though. She, like, pops the collar of a brand new, like, fancy-looking ghostly leather jacket. Oh! What? Did you... Did you steal that from another dead girl? No, that's the best thing! I didn't even have to steal it. You know, it's been crazy ever since we invented that sexoplasm stuff that you found down within the Nazis. I don't know. It sort of seems like I'm producing a gold mine for free, you know what I'm saying? Every zombie in town wants to buy a big old jar of that. It is some powerful fuck juice, yeah. Some powerful fuck juice, and babe, you and I make the best. Hey. 
She just like kind of like uh, leans the body in so that they can like merge again. Ooh, okay, hang on, hang on. Uh, not yet, not yet. I have a little something for you. She like reaches into the boobs and like pulls out a little package. It's like wrapped in black tissue paper. She hands it to you. Okay, okay, open it. I'm so excited. Gonna like tear it open. Yeah, yeah, destroy it. Okay, here it is. It's like a big citrine with a little clip on. And it's like clearly intended to fit on the necklace that she gave you with her ashes on it. Okay, okay, clip it on. Oh, it's beautiful immediately clipping it on and looking at it. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to center our energies together and uh, sort of make us more powerful when we're close by. You really have been learning a lot. That's amazing. Let me tell you, this thing was not cheap either. <laughs> but with yesterday's sexoplasm, I've been killing. We were pretty wild last night. Hey. I don't know what to say. This is amazing. And you know, you can hit me up for fuel anytime, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I was planning to. I got some stuff I want to buy for you this weekend. Okay, are you busy right now? Never too busy for you. Oh, nice. All right, all right. I got a few more things. She like drops her backpack on the ground and you can see the things in the backpack are sort of like in this ethereal realm between ghost and real. She's like, I've been hitting up the ghost markets. Check out what I got. She like lays out this blanket on your bed. And it's like uh, one of those like kind of crinkly waterproof blankets. She's like, this is vinyl. It's supposed to catch every last drop. It's going to increase our business twofold. I won't be squeezing stuff out of our sheets anymore. <laughs> I'm looking around the bed. Is like everything covered in ghost gunk? Like if you turned a black light on, <laughs> would we like light up? <laughs> Absolutely. This is Amazing. covered in ghost DNA. Fabulous, thank you. I'm gonna be like picking at the objects, seeing if my hand goes through them. <laughs> Squelching a bit. Some of them are a little crispy feeling, I would say. Alright, babe. I know we got a couple hours before the concert tonight, and uh, I wanna make some sexoplasm. Lay it on me, babe. And she just like flops onto the bed like amongst the sex toy. I mean the um the, the stuff. Yes, the stuff. The things. <laughs> Sarah like dives in and a little bit through the bed and it's like, oh yeah. <laughs> Alright, and here we will fade to about two hours later, and everybody is meeting in the common room. Uh, let me move you on roll twenty. But you all meet up in the common room and you have a few minutes before you have to leave for the concert. <clears throat> Here we are. That one did you. Okay. <clears throat> Sarah comes floating down through the ceiling. Hey y'all, hey y'all. Then you'll be here in just a second. <laughs> Gotta use the stairs. Boring. It's shambling after. Hey, hey, nice to see you, babe. Hey. Bit of while. old yet? <laughs> Still, like, kind of sweating. <laughs> Everyone looks a little maybe sweaty, disheveled. 
Are you sure of asking yourselves? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have no decency. Couldn't even, like, put ourselves together after ever meeting up with Sexton. <laughs> All right. Well, we don't want to be late for, uh, you know, the concert tonight. It's supposed to be the Flex Girls. They haven't played in years. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever heard of them. Are they supposed to be good? How are they supposed to be good? They're only the best all-witch band in school. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I feel all like right, I feel right. like PJ has been like repping their merch this whole time, at least. Oh yeah, PJ is a big fan boy. <laughs> big fan, you know. Got to support the arts. They they uh, wrap each other. Yeah, I hear they consulted some of the theater kids on the performance for tonight, so it's supposed to be wild. Oh, I wonder if the, the pyrotechnic set up. <laughs> well, there's supposed to be something. Good luck, crazy. Chaz. <laughs> I'm going to stay a couple of feet from the stage just in case. All right, well, it should be easy to find. It's in your graveyard there, Bender. Nice. I could take you guys to it. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. They're setting up yet. Sneak us in through the back so we can see them all. You don't get that VIP experience. All right, all right. Well, we better go. We're going to be late. Let's head that way. And you all, like, rush out of the doors of the residential hall. And you almost run into Hasno, who is running past you. Hasno is a water nymph. He's got, like, hair flowing past his shoulders. And there's, like, water kind of spewing out of it. Um, you can tell he's a little bit stressed because there's more water flinging about than normal. He's got arms full of, like, shovels, kind of gardening tools. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, everybody. I didn't mean to. Here, okay, here's your stuff. Okay, I'll see you later. Bye. Wait, what's this for? A bunch of shovels now. Oh, don't don't worry about it. I'm just um, I'm I'm fixing some of the plants behind the residential hall. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Is this a task from Professor Gruntilda? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could say Gruntilda told me to do it. All right, I'll see you later. I'll see you later. He, like grabs his shovels and his little like uh, bag of stuff and heads out. He like moves behind the residential halls, and chronologically in time, this would be after our last episode. Just so y'all know. Hmm. Well, we kind of learned uh, about some things involving uh, Professor Gruntelda. Maybe we should take a look at what he's up to. Like, more important than the concert things? Peter's been looking forward to this for a long time. Yeah, um, we might need to catch up and compare notes for a second. Sarah's so like, yeah, yeah, we'll do it on the way to the concert. We'll uh, we'll check by Hasno later. All right. All right, Chaz, what do you know about him? Um. So I'm gonna lay down kind of what happened last time with the uh, the Brim Seekers and uh, how we followed them into like a underground basement. We saw Professor Grimtoe down there. No way. You telling me the Brim Seekers are still around? Yeah, yeah, apparently. You mean like the 70s revolutionaries, right? Yeah, I think they're making a comeback. Well, 
I guess Hell's making a comeback to it. Only makes sense. Well, I'm not sure how this all lays out, but maybe she's involved with the imps or the broom seekers or something, but that seems a little fishy. So wait, I'm sorry, I can't get over this. You all are broom seekers now. You joined. Did we join anything? I thought they just gave us some free stuff. I could turn into an imp. Oh wait, can I still do that? Did I give that back? No, you definitely still have your secret little magic items that you kept. Yeah, they did kind of give us some free stuff, so like maybe we should like help them yeah, so we can keep the stuff. Well, yeah. yeah. Did they give you any tasks? What did they have you doing? Mostly following people around and uh, investigating, like you know, figuring things out, like how we've been doing. You were tasked to just people watch? It sounds so easy. <laughs> yeah, you want to stalk some people? Yeah, of course I do! Yeah. Yeah. Alright, alright. We'll, we'll visit by Bender's grave and we'll check out the, the Flex Girls and then we'll go stalk Hasno. That sounds so fun! I'm so excited. I want to be a broom seeker. <laughs> well, yeah, don't have a they, have, they have, like, sign-on bonuses, like, gift bags. Like, how, how do I... Where do I sign? I want. I want to. I want to stalk people professionally. We'll, we'll show you this. I think they like. Out. Oh, cool. Yeah, and like you gotta say fuck work, and that's the thing. Yeah. That's the yeah. I love that. Yeah, brim seekers for real. They're fuck the ones work. Tagging C A J all over, right? Yeah. C A J. Yeah, yeah. Comrades against jobs, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah, they're pretty radical and, you know, doing good stuff. You know, monsters against work. United. <laughs> but I thought they weren't around anymore. Thank God they are, right? Oh, yeah. Someone's got to do something about what's happening. Okay, so at this point, you all are mostly to the graveyard. And as you're approaching, doo -doo -doo -doo, let me move you over. You hear thumping music. You see a big stage in the graveyard that wasn't there before. It is uh, maybe 50, 60 feet away from uh, the area where Bender's grave is. And there's like a good tree line uh, in, in the way. So you wouldn't see Bender's grave from the actual concert area. It is, however, right in the area where Professor Ayard is always pacing. And you see him sort of standing on the sidelines, looking at this uh, production and uh, stuff getting put together in the graveyard, sort of like a, with a professorial disapproval. I'm gonna be a little oblivious and just be like, oh my god, you're going to? Well, yes. Hello. I suppose I am going to this concert. Are you not super excited? Excited? Well, who's even playing? <gasps> Flex girl. Or, wait, Flex girl. <laughs> 
It's the non-copyrighted hex girls. <laughs> the flex girls? Well, I suppose I haven't heard them in a while. This should be interesting. He's uh, gonna like walk over to the concert area and he's gonna get a VIP like booth table. Oh, hell yeah. Graveyard booth table. Uh, motion that for all my friends to Okay, you see the party is starting to fill up, and it is full of ghosts and ghouls and zombies and all sorts of undead. And the ghosts looking pretty rich, and the zombies are looking smooth, and skin is looking nice. Everybody is sort of uh, uh, really vibing in the undead community these past couple of weeks. You see Sarah is like buying drinks for the whole table and like throwing money around like, oh yeah, let's get some. Okay, let's get the top shelf shots. Man, the undead truly have their spirits up lately. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Look at my girl flexing on them. Uh. You see her like <sighs> chugging water. That's really impressive. Got like a bottle of brain Gatorade as well. <laughs> Just like side-eyeing the situation. He's doing shots. Is it shot time, Lily? <laughs> Alright, but we gotta sing the song. You remember the song, right? Shots, 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 That's our favorite song, you remember? There's some like musicians on stage and they're sort of testing the instruments and they're like playing along with you. Like, yeah, shots, 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 shots. Is Sarah the one serving? Well, it looks like Sarah was trying to bring a bunch of shot glasses over, but lost concentration on Damn some it. of them, and they fell through her hands. <laughs> you see Ishtal comes over, and he's like, oh, I can help. And he picks up the table and brings it over there and fills it up with shots and brings it back. <laughs> You're the best. That was so nice of you. Thank you. Yeah. Do, um, would you like to do a shot with us? I'd love to. And then I gotta go back and take care of Evelyn. She's not feeling well tonight. Hey, Ishtal picks it up and it's like really tiny in his giant stone fingers. All right, friends. <laughs> he like shoots it back and is like, well, that does nothing for me. I'm made of stone. See you all later. <laughs> Fly safe. Deadpan King. I didn't realize he was so funny. Alright, so... But that was... What'd you say? Sorry. I said we knew he was strong, but that was nice. The professor is like, yes, well, it appears they have uh, human service here. Would anyone else care to indulge? Yep. Really? Well, yes. The professor will like flag a waiter down and be like, I'll take one of your finest humans, please. 
He is cool now. You all see them sort of leading somebody by the hand. They've got like a little velvet um, sash around their eyes. And uh, you see the waiter bring him down and be like, okay, here you go. We'll make sure not to lose them because we do charge us a fee for recapture. They won't go anywhere. I'm more of a like giblets kind of girl. So like you all like can't get started. All right, well. Uh, the professor sort of like grabs the human's hand. It's like a maybe mid thirties woman. Um, he like has her sit down next to you, like sits her right in between you and uh, the professor, Lily. He's like, well, would you like to share? There's no answer. There's just going in for this woman's neck, like little like sniffing and licks. <laughs> She's like, ooh, <laughs> this is fun. Lily's hella grabby right now. The woman is like clearly kind of sedated or on something. She's like, ooh, yeah, more of that. And like kind of leans into your touch. The professor's like, well, if you're finished playing with your food, he'll like reach over and move her hair to the side and like bite into her neck. Instead of like going after the other neck, I'm probably kind of climbing onto the both of them so Lily can taste blood on the professor. Okay. He like drains her deeply and sort of like holds her to the side and leans over and kisses you. I forget that the there are people around us. So I'm going in for like the full, nothing exists except kisses and blood right now. Awesome. <laughs> he like Waiting pulls in, away talking. from you. Oh, go ahead. Just like watching with Kimmy, like with some popcorn. I didn't know Succubi drank blood. This is awesome. <laughs> the professor like pulls away from you, Lily, and there's like blood dripping off his fangs. The woman is like mostly finished. <laughs> he like turns away and is like, well, go have fun with your friends. I'll be here when you're finished. Kiss on him as a goodbye and like pet her hair and then bounce off to my friends. Okay. You all are dancing, clubbing, hanging out. Is there anything else you want to do at this party? It's pretty wild. You can get a human for yourselves if you like. I like to wait till the giblets are available. It's it's cost effective, definitely. Uh, but you know, in the end, it all just gets mixed up together. So. Yeah, it's uh, doing your part for the environment. Exactly. <laughs> okay. At this time, the flex girls hop on stage. And you can see um, they sort of have hoods up, so you can't see their faces yet. But one of them has like a little like mini dress, deep hood, like long sleeve, and uh, it's all like red velvet. And then the drummer comes up and has like a little green velvet mini dress and sits down and is like smashing a few cymbals, testing it out. 
and then walking up on stage dramatically with like a big purple bass guitar strapped over her is the third one in like a purple like long mage robe kind of looking velvet outfit and they start playing and it rocks and everyone is like having a really good time and all of a sudden you hear sort of at the back of the concert a little scuffle break out it's a fight if we look back can we see who's fighting yeah fighting at the party um there's a big argument between a zombie who's like maybe a six foot tall woman named shelly and uh, her skin is like clearly a different quality than the rest of the zombies you see here. She maybe doesn't have the money to afford sexoplasm uh, to rehydrate her zombie skin. And it's sort of like falling off. Half of her jaw is like coming off. And she's fighting with a ghost named Hilda, who is like desperately drown- downing drinks. And Hilda's like, I'm sorry, I don't have any right now. Shelly's like, I know you have it. I need it. Come on, I have money. I make my way to them and see if I can mediate the fight. Shelly is like, I know you have it. Hilda, you're holding out on me. You're charging double the price of what it's worth. Hey, hey there. We're all just uh, trying to have fun tonight. Uh, let's keep the mood up and uh, party on. What's happening? <sighs> What's happening? How can you bear to look at me? My jaw's falling off. <sighs> well, this is Monsters you. That's a pretty good look still. I mean, that's still in. Shelly suddenly sees you're with Bender, and Bender is holding onto Sarah's arm, and she sort of like surges towards you, like, "Do you have some? Can I buy it?" Do I have any on me? You might have a little jar. Most zombies keep a little on them now. I'm gonna like give give a little bit. Like, hey, it's it's all right to be rotting, you know. It happens happens to everybody. Shelly is like greedy. Gotta like chill a bit though. Slathering it on. Yes, yes, but <sighs> nobody treats me the same when it's falling off. Yeah, but fuck people. They're garbage anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Benda, that's easy to say when everyone likes you. I don't know. Thanks. Lily's gonna touch on her and be like, I think you're super hot. Even with the jaw half off, and she's like holding it on, like rubbing it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You look. I'm just gonna like pop her eyes out. Oh, you're fucked up too. All right. Love Bender too. Y'all are great when you're falling apart. Oh yeah. Thanks, guys. And she's like crying a little bit, and it's like weird, crusty goo because she doesn't have tear ducts. I'm gonna go home and relax. Thanks, everyone. You see the ghost, Hilda, kind of comes up to you, too, and is like, hey, thanks, y'all. I just haven't been producing as much lately, you know, going through a dry spell and all. Hey, not your fault at all. Also, thanks for the help, Lily. You guys are way hotter than zombies are. It's really hard to explain. I mean, I was serious. We creepy. <laughs> she seemed like she needed a confidence boost, and they seemed like they needed help. 
All right, well, as sort of you're all on the edges of the party now, you hear the like music thumping in the graveyard. You're right over by Vander's grave, just behind the tree line here, maybe 10, 15 feet away. Can I have everybody roll a uh, flight for me? Okay, 14, 14, 10. A 22. Lily, you hear in the background, crying? Low, soft voices talking to each other. It's all right, honey. Listen, we did what we had to do. I want to get closer casually and see if I can hear more. Okay, the rest of you do notice Lily moving over towards the, the tree line, sort of like poking her ear through the forest hedge. You can see, hunched over a grave, two figures. One of them's holding something in their hands. One of them's like a, a woman with long hair, sobbing. The other one, you're not sure, but they're talking to her softly and touching her on the back. Do we know this is Bender's grave? Would you have been here yet, you think? You're the one that hangs out in the graveyard. Rolling around, I might have come across it. You might be a little more familiar with the graveyard than everyone else. I'm gonna poke at Bender. I'm gonna look over. Do I recognize them? You do. You know exactly who they are. I'm just gonna ask if you know them, like the moment you do come over. Are they my parents? They absolutely are. Medea and Noel Stone. Hunched over your grave, sobbing. You see your mother is holding a little teddy bear, your old one. It had an eye, like, popped out and hanging on a thread, but you would never let anyone fix it. Is there anybody with them, or is it just those two? It's just the two of them. I am immediately going to shamble towards the grave and just oh, bugga, 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 bugga. <laughs> they turn and they see you and they're like, ah, my daughter, and they like run screaming out of the place. Also, your mother, Medea, drops the teddy bear. She like screams and sprints towards the car. I knew it. We did this to her. Hell yeah, you did. I'm going to grab the teddy bear. They like, you see them like running, screaming into a little sedan and drive out of the graveyard. Sarah's like, wow, Benda, how was your family? You pranked them so good. You nailed them. Thanks, babe. Just like a high five with the other hand. Woo, yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. That was my parents. Man, they suck. I'm just going to look Did at the teddy bear. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. That was awesome. Okay. <laughs> it's a good night. What do you got there? Oh, I mean, this is a... Oh, I guess. I'm gonna, like, show the thing. It's fitting. Hey, thanks. 
I don't know what they were crying about, though. Is that your grave over there? Yeah. I mean, there's nothing in it anymore, but I'm right here. Well, I mean, sure, but I mean, humans are weird. They are. Hey, what was that your mom said? That she was running away? They did this to you? Did they turn you into a zombie? I don't know what turned me into a zombie. Um, they definitely killed me, though. I think? I was at home and ended up in that grave after they were afraid of me. They knew that I got bit. Uh, and I heard them talking about not knowing what to do about it. That sounds real scary. Wow. Dude. Well. Well, you're with us now, so. Hell yeah, and you were drinking a human earlier. <laughs> Look at them. Yeah. Bottom of the food chain. <laughs> Humans, right? <laughs> I, could eat, I could eat them. I could show you where they live. Nice. It's a, it's a date. Sarah like turns to you all and is like you ever think about why there are so many undead now you know I've been hanging out with the undead and going to the little you know evil general store and stuff and uh turns out there weren't that many ghosts and zombies and undead and stuff you know 10 20 years ago I guess it's a pretty new phenomenon so many of us here in Las Vegas I have been curious especially because like how are you? How am I, you know? Is I gonna be a zombie just because I got bit? I mean, I don't know now. I'd say they need to do a lot more history classes in our school. I had no idea. My family moved here for my brother's wrestling uh, scholarship. It's too hot for us to live here, like, normally. I just kind of assumed, like, this had already been here. Yeah, it kind of seems like it, doesn't it? There's so many of us now. I know I'm probably from hell, but I don't know how I happened or anything about hell. Oh, well, I also learned a little bit about succubi, if you want to know. I asked you, you spawn fully formed from like a crazy pit in hell? I don't know. I don't know anymore, but uh, supposedly it's full so of love. So I always had these tits. Oh, yeah. I am trying to learn though, so all info is good info. Yeah, it's real weird. I don't know. Do zombies spread through biting? Do ghosts spread through? Well, how do ghosts spread through? I don't know. And yeah. how did Kimmy get that amazing jiggle? How did you get so jiggly? Tell us your secret. You have to stay hydrated. Sarah's like, shit, yeah, tell me about it. Chugs another water. Kimmy, could there be ghost slime? Have you ever seen a ghost slime? How crazy would your juice be? Is that weird to say? I mean, 
give me a squeeze. I got a lot of juice to give. If if I was producing the kind of like goo that that everyone's going crazy over right now, like <laughs> I could be rich. Yeah, you'd be a sexoplasm billionaire. All right, just gotta figure out how to be a ghost or a zombie, I guess. You, I could bite me? you if you want. Ooh. Yeah. Does that work? I have no clue. Yeah, we could do some science. Some real graveyard science. We'll, 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 we'll put a pin in that one for right now and come back to it later. Um, I I think P. Jared's all by himself up there with the professor. Oh, yeah. Alright, well, listen, let me tell you. My party vibe's kind of harsh. You all want to do some brimseekers stuff? Oh, shit, yeah. Let's go sneak around, y'all. Yeah, let's go sneak around! All right, um, so you head back to the party. We're gonna go for a couple more minutes and then we'll go to break. You head back to the party and you tell Professor Ayard. Did you let him know about the Brimseekers? Do you think you would keep that hidden from him? No, it would probably come out like, I am an open book on accident and when anyone asks. So it would just... Okay, the second you mention it, Professor Ayard's eyebrows shoot up to like above his hairline almost. Uh, he's like, hmm, interesting. I'm glad to know that they're around again. Do, do you want to sneak around with us and join? Unfortunately, I've signed several contracts that prevent me from doing something like that, but he like leans in a little. You might want to check beneath the residential halls. There are many things at this school that exist undisturbed for a reason. So we'll be careful. Yes, Probably. be very careful, or you may lose yourself entirely below. And with that, I must be off. He like swips his little vampire cape around dramatically. Under Have fun her being spies. Under her breath. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Never mind. It was funny. It's gone. Okay. And with that, we will head to break and we'll come back for your little spy mission. See you in five, monsters. Okay, monsters, we are back. And we are headed back late at night from a big graveyard party. Half the school is there. Um, you know that the residential hall is gonna be cleared out and mostly empty tonight. And as you move back, some of you recognize the two big storm doors on the basement on the side of the residential hall. And in front of them, a little puddle of water and two little footprints. It's a clue. Two singular footprints? Two footprints. Each one is like a puddle of water. It looks like probably has nose footprints. Which way do they lead? They go straight to the storm door and then they stop. Well, let's see what we can find out what he was up to. 
Okay. You move over and you go to pull the magical lock. Um, you remember uh, unlocking it last time. It was just sort of a little electrical shock from Florian's little magical key thing. You don't have that with you this time. Try saying fuck work into it. Smart. <laughs> fuck work. Fuck work. The magical lock doesn't react. Unfortunately, this is not the Brim Seekers hideout. This is the secret area beneath the school, which was different. Fuck the students. <laughs> Good try. The magical lock doesn't move. Damn it. So electricity worked. Does anyone have a taser? I'm going to generate a little bit of electricity. I'm going to touch one of the bolts on my neck and then touch the, the pad. Okay, there's like a purple arc of energy from your finger to the bolt. And you move it between your fingers onto the magical lock. And it short circuits. Does the short circuit open? It short circuits and now you can like pull the little padlock and open it up. So yeah. Hey, we're in. Okay, you swing open the storm doors and you see those little wet marshy footprints going down into the basement. And you remember this like long interminable hallway turning left, turning right, turning right, turning right. Wait, that's impossible. Turning right again. But it seems like the hallway only moves further down further deeper into this basement and you see on both sides doors they're overlapping their frames moving into the next doorway but you pull one open and it comes open uh without bothering the other and then the next also opens it's clear that this hallway is like doused in magic It, are there like branching paths or is it just we have to keep going in this one direction and hope it's going to take us where we go? Well, from what Bender and Chaz remember from last time, it's one long, 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 long path. And there are a thousand branches to either side with each of the doors. But you look down and you see those two little wet footprints. <clears throat> you might be able to track where Hasna went. It's true, he is wet. Let's look for the wet. Where's the wet? I, f I feel like I'm, I'm uniquely suited to find the wet. You do have an easy time following the little trail. You're leaving your, your slime trail behind as you suck up the little footprints moving along. And you move forward and you get to the space that Bender and Chaz remember from last time. There's three doors. One of them has the sigil of the Cult of Demeter, the big deer antlers on it. One of them has the sigil of the eye. And the other one has the sigil of a sort of grave hand. It's like a zombie hand coming out in front of a little grave tombstone. And you see the little footprints. They stop right in front of the grave hand. Anyone know what that thing is? Which one, um, 
I know we were in one before, but I don't think it was the grave hand. Which door was it? You opened the door to Demeter, and you saw beneath there was like a circle of people doing a cult ritual around a stone. And you looked into the next one, um, and that was where you found Zola, the Gorgon. Okay, so... So you haven't been uh, in the, the Gravehand one yet. We never looked in here. I think it's gonna be, like, dangerous? Yeah, the other one was pretty dangerous. There was, uh... A lot of monsters that got turned to stone. So, uh... Is that it's worth the danger? I don't want to turn it to stone. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to slip or slide. <laughs> That's the turn to stone one, and, like, pointing at another door. This one would be something else. Can oh. I, like poke it open and look in without actually going you kind of pull open the door and you can see um sort of a poorly lit uh it's like a sepulcher right like the the room beneath the church and it's like shaped like a cross like a little templar cross and you can see there's art on all of the sides and in the middle sort of like a little well for a fountain but there's no fountain in the middle What do you see? I'm gonna describe it. And, uh, it looks empty. I don't see water guy. You do see the footprints lead in, though. I'm gonna, like, open the door wider and, like, point out the footprints. I'm gonna walk in, I guess. Now that you all are looking at the footprints, it turned into sort of, like, drag marks over here. There's like a lot of footprints, some old ones, some fresh ones, all of them like kind of dried out there. There's some bigger ones, like maybe giant boots, something like that. And you see some sort of small ones and like a few leftover little mummy wrappings that have fallen off. Looks like there's been quite a few people tracking through here. It looks like some people have been dragged through here as well on the ground. There's like dust and dirt and rubble everywhere. So you proceed with caution. <clears throat> okay. As you step into the room, you see on the left and on the right side, like, really intricate carved bas-reliefs. They're, like, sort of a cross between, like, a Roman style and an Egyptian style, clearly done hundreds of years ago and by, like, a master stone craftsman. And you look and you can see that some of them have been maintained and some of them have not. You look a little closer. Um, the ones right to your side, um, when you walk in, there's like the little stone thing in the center. And to the left, there's the skyline of Las Vegas. You recognize the buildings, the little skyscrapers. Interesting. You can't quite see the details. You could go a little closer. You look to the right, looks like a, almost a, a play, a theater. There's lots of like little characters doing things. You're not sure what's going on there either. And then you can look into the center. There's like a film covering the center well. You can see like veins in it almost, moss. You're not sure, but the film has like a hole in the middle 
a little slit almost. This, this, the skyline is that like an actual view of the skyline, or is it like a painting, like a mural? It's a mural. Uh, a mural. All the stuff okay. on the walls is like carved to bar relief. Okay, like, okay. I was like, holy shit, this is weird. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, you move a little closer to it, and you see yeah. it is Las Vegas. There's lots of little humans. Some monsters. Looks like humans are dying. Lots of them. This one, it looks like it might be a little imp. Here he is, like, munching a human. Interesting. You also see all the humans that are dying. Now their eyes are closed. None of them look dead. As you move a little bit closer, you see that this was one of the, the few areas of the mural that has been well cared for. Looks like the mold has been scraped off. That's why you instantly recognize the skyline. Actually, there's a little candle that looks like it's been lit and burned out recently. Uh, can I start brushing the mold off the preceding bit of mural? The stuff before it or the stuff after it? Preceding, so uh, before. before. Yeah. Okay. So you go in and wipe it off and you look a little bit and there's like a lot of sort of symbology and text that you're not familiar with. It looks like maybe an ancient dead language. Um, and it looks like somebody maybe wrote like how this came to be. And there's some pictures at the bottom. You see one of them is like a big pyramid and it's got an eye in the center. And there's like a, a pillar of light coming out of the pyramid. You're not sure what that's about. And you look over a little bit and there's a graveyard, but in all of the graves, there's just a hole. There's no casket, no coffin. And then you look a little bit to the right and there's like sort of a visualization of demons, like a lot of them in suits. Some of them have like maybe papers or clipboards. You're not sure what that might be. That's the, those are the damn lawyers from hell. They might be the lawyers from hell. <laughs> Paperwork demons. All right, what is everyone else checking out while Kimmy is taking a look at this mural up here? The little, like, uh, like well fountain, how big is that? It's maybe five or six feet across. So, like, the middle is only, like, three feet or so in, right? Yeah, yeah. Where you said and it looks like, film. as you come closer to it, it looks like um, the footprints come right up to the middle. And the film looks like it's been kind of slid down recently. It's a little damp. The hole in the middle is like big enough for a humanoid to fit through, maybe somewhat bigger than a humanoid. Okay, you, before you're gonna put your whole weight on it, maybe put your hand on it. It's kind of a procedure to climb up on the edge of the well. It's maybe two or three feet off the ground. So you touch the, the film of it, it bounces. You kind of step up onto the edge of the well. You step on it a little bit. It's pretty slippery. You think if you step on it, you might fall down. Okay. You're wearing fancy heels, right? You were out at a party. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome to try. Okay, yeah. Let's step on it. 
Okay. I'm a little girl drunk, so. We will come right back to you, Lily. <laughs> Chaz and Bender, what are you doing in this spooky little graveyard basement? I'm going to try and keep looking for the footprint trail, see if I can find anything. Okay, so you come to the same place as Lily, right at the edge of the well. And you see, it looks like, maybe not today, but many other days, things have been dragged in here. It looks like maybe around the edge, you see moss and dust and stuff has been pushed into <coughs> slit in the like fabric-y, filmy stuff. And you're looking at it, it doesn't look like fabric at all. It looks almost like flesh. I'm gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna be walking over and just looking at the mural with Kimmy, okay. seeing if I recognize anything. You're taking a look at this mural. You don't recognize a whole lot. You see, you're sort of like stepping back and Kimmy is brushing it off and you're seeing more of the context of what's happening. And you're looking and you turn around and there's another big mural on the other side. This one looks like a play or like a stage. And all of the little monsters and humans are sort of acting out parts. In fact, some of them even have like you know, Commedia dell'arte, like exaggerated masks on, showing the emotions they're supposed to be having. And it's like a bunch of deaths. Each little scene is like a, a person falling and breaking their neck on the ice. It's like a person uh, ice skating near them who's like accidentally slicing someone's throat open with the ice skate. There's like comic, interesting ways for people to die. And in all of them, just like on the other scene, their eyes are wide open after death. Okay, and as you all are taking this in, Lily, you step up onto the edge of the well, and you take a step on. Can you roll me either a flight, if you are trying to grab something to catch your balance, or a fight, if you are physically trying to keep your balance? A 19. That's a flight. Okay, so you reach out and you catch, Chasworth is right next to you. You grab his arm, and just as you think you're about to fall into the slit in the middle, you grab onto Chaz, but your foot sinks through. And you feel it sort of like pulling on you. Not like an active creature pulling on you, but like your leg wants to fall through. Does this have anything to do with the professor's warning that I'm clearly not listening to? Well, he didn't warn you specifically about this at all. He said he did say he might have been under contract not to discuss it though. Oh, okay. Can't pull my foot back out. Like, whoop, don't actually want to do that. Or is the foot stuck? You can pull it out, yeah. Okay, I will. Would you all have taken Sarah with you? Yeah, she seemed pretty psyched. <laughs> okay. Sarah's sort of like floating around, checking all this out. She's like, well, y'all, if we're going to figure out what Hasma was up to, we're going to have to go down in there. Look at it. It's like a freaking slip and slide. He must be in there. <laughs> I think so. It looks gross. Yeah, it looks pretty uh, nasty. I'll go first. All right, Kimmy, we're proud of you. 
Oh, that's so gross. Don't follow me. Okay, Kimmy, you slime up onto the edge of the well. And you move your slime onto, like, the, the fleshy, spongy trampoline. And you, how do you go through? Well, there was a slit in there, right? There is. Let's slide right down through. Okay, it, like, very vaginally moves open as you enter. And as soon as you fall through, you expect to be falling, like, uh, down through. But you're not. You're like flipped. Gravity's moving, and suddenly you're flat on your back. It's like uh, Stranger Things, where they go through the little portal and the gravity's flipped on the other side. Okay, can I see anything in here? Is there. Oh, yeah. You open okay. your eyes, and it looks like Monsters University campus. You stand up, you can see. You know, the skyline of Las Vegas over on the side, except for it's old, it's dark. The sky isn't bright and full of lights. It's all sort of like red tinged and dusty. It doesn't look like the Las Vegas that you know. It looks like you're in Las Vegas. Is it, <clears throat> is it like a mirror of the room I was just in? It does, well, you've popped out right outside of the residential hall. Oh, so it outside. looks like you popped out right out of the basement. Okay. And so you can see the sky and stuff out here. Okay, and watery footprints, any like depressions in the mud or whatever. You do see some mud. It's like a dry, sort of desecrated desert landscape. There's nothing alive, actually, now that you think about it. No plants, no birds, no insects. You don't hear anything. But you do see a little set of wet footprints leading away from this place. Okay, I'll uh, move back towards the opening and I'll produce a head, slip it through to the other side. Uh, tell them that uh, it's safe to come through. Um, and then as I'm gonna pull my head back through, I wanna take a bite of the film to like tear it open for them, but also like, so I can taste it. Okay. And, and maybe learn something about it. You sink your teeth in. And the second that you start to digest it and use your power, which is that you can find information about anything that you consume, you like bite it and it tears open. And everyone else can sort of see into the hole now. And you see the sky, right? The, the gravity's flipped. So when you hop through, Kimmy's like laying on the side of it over here. And Kimmy, you are like digesting a little bite of this flesh. It tastes mossy, it tastes earthy, it tastes old. And you are like completely struck with visions. You see ages before the universe was born. You see eons after. You are like on a complete trip. And through all of it, the thing that you see, the thing that you are watching is death. You see a thousand life cycles. You focus in on the death moment of 300 different creatures at once. And suddenly you're back. You're laying in this alternate Las Vegas dimension. It is dead silent. And your friends are around you. I think I just had a bad trip. <laughs> oh, God. 
I I saw everything. Like everything, everything. Did you eat something? I ate. I ate. I ate the. I ate the flesh. <laughs> it's, it's the flesh of everything. Kimmy, you kind of sit up on the ground and you look around and you see the buildings look a little wrong. They look like that earthy flavor that you just tasted. Everything here, it's made of the flesh. Absorb this Eldritchara knowledge. Yes, yes. <laughs> My head went to the Super Mario Brothers movie and the Mushroom Kingdom. Yes, absolutely. Just like that. We're in the underground. It's evil. Everything's dead. Holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit. Holy shit. Alright, if I know anything, and if I learned anything from this trip, we gotta find big birds. Found some bounce shoes. It, my brain's melted. You all do have a few tools that you brought with you from the Brimseekers. Um, Chasworth, you probably didn't bring your cod piece with you, I don't think. Uh, you have a very exciting one to try on at another moment, but you do have the tiniest gun of all time. And Bender, you might have your disguise suit with you. It's small, it's portable, um, like a little can of red paint. And you also have an animated rope, the Auto Shibari. I'm gonna take out the, uh, Auto Shibari. Oh, yeah. Um... Could you guys, could you do anything with this? Do I know that um, Kimmy knows rope? I think you would probably know that at this moment. Yeah, I'm gonna like offer. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I can do something with this. Kimmy, you sort of pull it and start trying to find the middle to do a tie or something. Mm -hmm. and suddenly the rope is around you. Oh, oh. All my juiciest bits are squeezed out. It's trying. You're very difficult to tie down. Yeah. <laughs> but the rope is like slowly, methodically moving around your curvious bits and trying to tie them. This is fun. I don't know how, you know, handy this is, but... It, it ties a little harness around your front and like kind of embeds in your goo. Wait, can this, can this do anything? Like whatever tie I want it to do? Yeah, I think so. See, I, I got this thing. I just, like, hold up the paint and cover myself so I could turn into an imp. Do you want to describe I know what any imp is really supposed to do. Oh, sure, yeah. I'm a, I'm a tiny little red imp with, like, a big curling tail. Got tiny spiky horn. You're just a little guy. Yeah, they gave us a bunch of this cool shit to do their mischief with, but I don't know. I know this suit makes me go, ah, and I just, like, cackle like an imp again. It sounds like Bender, but not quite a little eviler. 
can I try and get the rope to do like a, a restraint tie? Yeah. And like try to tie my arms and legs. You arms um, and legs. Sort of tell it to tie a restraint tie. And it does its best. It's not very fast, but it kind of swiggles around your arms and pulls them back behind you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, this is a little bit more useful. Slosh around and get out of the tie. It keeps trying to tie you. You oh, said restraint oh, tie, oh, so it's pulling oh, you back. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> You're squiggly and you can get through it. <laughs> what else do we got? <laughs> Taz is going to reach into his sock and he's going to pull out the tiniest gun you've ever seen. It's like, oh, they also gave me this. And say, so be very careful. <laughs> what does that do? Um, well, I haven't seen it, but I assume it just blasts, you know? It's like, and just kind of point it around. I don't pull it, but I just point it around places. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Careful where you point that thing. Gun oh, safety. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. You're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it just looks so cute. It looks harmless. <laughs> How do you even pull the trigger on that thing? You actually have to use three fingers to get it. It's so small. You have to, you know, get a little... Sarah sees you kind of struggling with the rope, which keeps trying to pull your hands back, Kimmy, and you, like, slip them out, and then it tries to pull it back again. Sarah's like, go on, try the catchphrase. Maybe it'll stop it. Fuck work! The rope falls slack to the ground. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pull it up, and I'll tie it into a little loop and stick it to the side of my cube and produce my cowboy hat on top say well I think we best be hitting the trail now partners <laughs> okay so you all look to the little trail that Hasna has left little wet footprints and you sort of look up above where he's going and you see like a beacon in the sky a bright white light shining up into the Las Vegas skyline in this like gray red foggy cloud above the city and you realize it's the Luxor beam looks like that's where y'all are headed I saw that in the mural you did Kimmy you remember seeing the big pyramid um, like black tile and everything it had a big eye on the side of it it is very Egyptian themed. Maybe it's connected to Mr. Stalip. What shape was the eye? Was it like, you know, like a like an Egyptian flavored eye, or was it like an orb? This one looked a little more humanoid than the like eye of Horus Egyptian style one. It looked fleshy almost. Fleshy. It's not very orb like. Okay, well. Go poke a pyramid's eye out. Okay. So you all head to maybe the garage here at Monsters University to hop in the Chasmobile. It's a little bit of a trek to get downtown. 
So, Chaz, you pull out your keys, and they unlock the Chazmobile, but when you put them in, there's like a fleshy... And it unlocks. You pull the keys out, and you hop in. You turn it on. It works. Feels like sitting on leather, you know what I mean? No, what do you mean? The seats are all made of flesh. The whole car is made of flesh. Your steering wheel wasn't leather before. This is kind of different. I think uh, your car is usually like a felt or something. Like, what's, uh, what's up with everything here? Is, is there an is there an imp in this one too? Maybe they can like tell us about it. You yeah. knock on the little door above the transmission. There's nothing. No imp, just just flesh. It's just weird flesh that now we're gonna sit on that we're driving on. <laughs> yeah. Flesh car on the flesh road, headed down to Flesh Town. <laughs> Okay, you all head towards downtown. You see nothing. Not a plant, not a person, not a monster. There is nothing here. You pull up outside of the Luxor. There's the little, you know, um, valet parking thing. You slide right in. And you see the first thing that has moved all night. It is a horrible flesh amalgam. It sort of like comes up. It's got six arms. One of them reaches towards you, Chasworth. Keys. There you go. Give him the keys. He grabs them. Doesn't have eyes, but it does have a mouth. You're our only car. We'll bring it back to you. <laughs> I reach in my pocket and I give him a little tip. How do you do? <laughs> he doesn't see it. Oh, oh, all right. <laughs> There's an awkward moment where you're holding the money out and he doesn't have eyes and you don't notice that he's not seeing it. <laughs> he's like, well, enjoy your stay. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, do, do you see everything as flesh too? I'm just like talking to the flesh guy your flesh mostly mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god seems like he might not be the smartest little flesh amalgam <laughs> oh this is worse than hell Amazing. Yeah, hell's fun. Don't worry, hell is much sexier, y'all. <laughs> yeah, hell is fun. This is. Ugh. Okay, well, you look up at the Luxor, and it's got those big, like Egyptian sphinx statues on either side, and they don't have any eyes. They're a little more clearly made out of flesh than everything else. There's like still the black sheen on the outside of the Luxor, but underneath flesh bricks. You walk in, you see slot machines, poker tables, covered in dust, empty. 
all of them look flesh made too. You see the little wet footprints of Hasno moving through this area. In the center, there's like a pole that goes straight up through the top of the Luxor, and it's got like a channeled energy of light, like beaming out through the top. And in the center around that pole, there's like a a platform. There's a bunch of like ghost dancers, like doing a little cabaret thing. You look to be the only patrons, although there are waiters, flesh amalgams, ghosts around. Is, Is there like music playing? There's music playing, but it's like kind of off tune and old and spooky. It's flesh too. It's flesh music. <laughs> flesh tunes. It's just, but like, musically. Do the ghosts seem different than Sarah in any way, like, or do um, they just seem like regular ghostful? The ghosts seem pretty similar to Sarah, maybe a little out of it, right? Sarah's very focused and her death energy is new and stuff. These look like they've been dead for a while, maybe. In fact, now that you're thinking about it, all the ghosts that you've met at Monsters have been, you know, 20, 30 years old. Nobody hundreds of years old. These guys look like they are that old. (gasps) Do they have like old timey lingerie and like, hell yeah. Yeah, there's someone wearing bloomers up on stage doing like a little strip tease. <laughs> okay, as you're taking all of that in and you're looking at the ghosts, you see through them near the back of the area. There's like not a lot inside this casino besides the little slot machines and the poker tables and stuff. But at the back, you see a big elevator shaft. It looks like it goes most of the way up to the top where there's like a room doesn't look like there are lots of hotel rooms here. Like, you know, the Luxor has them all down the sides of the casino. But it does look like there's a big sort of, like, box room with a window that can look down over everything in here. You see those little ghost footprints, or not the ghost footprints, sorry, the wet footprints lead right to the back elevator. That's where we're going. We gotta get on that back elevator. You know, the elevators here go sideways. If y'all haven't been on them, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, we have to find Hasno, see what he's up to. Okay, you head back to the elevator. Okay, it's probably a flesh elevator. It's, I just thought, I just realized that it's, it's gonna be flesh. It's definitely made out of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> you come a little bit closer. Um, you see, as you're walking through, as you get right alongside that like beam of light, there's sort of like an energy inside of it. it. Looks like a person. The ghosts sort of like turn towards it and do a little like ritual dance almost. And this like figure moves up through the beam of light and out and up above. It's like it sort of ascends. I'm not sure what that's about. You keep walking, walking past back to the elevator. Was the person like just made of energy or something, or were they like human? Were they monster? You couldn't really tell. They were a humanoid figure, but that could have still been a monster. It looks like they like slowly ascended up, all the way outside of the Luxor. Hmm. 
As you move back towards the elevator, you see the flesh around you sort of like pulsing. You can see more veins inside of it. It looks a little more alive. Um, and then as you walk towards the elevator, you see the little fleshy doors shut. And just to the right, there's a little elevator call button. There's one for up and one for down. But they're not buttons. They are eyeballs. Do the eyeballs move? Like, do they watch us? They look directly at you. Hello. They blink. Did our friend come through here? He's a water nymph. They blink at you again, and they look down at the ground, which is covered in little wet footprints. Can you take us to him? Up elevator blinks. The down elevator blinks. Okay. I think I think they're gonna help us. <laughs> so we're pretty low now, right? Like, should we go up? Which way did our friend go? Eyeballs blink at you again, one after the other. Up. I'm not sure they're actually down. responding to you. Hmm. Let's go up, then down. Yeah. Science. I speak eyeball. I don't have any, but I could. I, t- I took language studies. Okay. So you reach out, Kimmy. Poke the eyeball up. <laughs> the oh, because I'm squishy open. and it's squishy. It's <laughs> like a grape. <laughs> okay, you all step into the elevator, and there's sort of like a bone, and it uh, the lever bone kind of shifts up, and the elevator starts to move up. You can see. Um, well, I guess you wouldn't be able to see through the elevator. <laughs> you don't see anything until you get all the way up into that sort of box room at the top of the Luxor. And the elevator door slides open. Very fleshy. And you step out. And you can see the window to the area below. There's the ghost dancers. There's the beam in the middle. Um, but around here, you see jars, tanks, containers. All of them are full of brains of different sizes. Some of them are like green lit, some of them are blue lit, some of them are like purpley lit. But each one is like a giant vat of brain and they're all connected with like intricate tubing, like sharing tendrils of neurons connecting them, sharing water and amniotic fluids or brain fluids or whatever you call that stuff. Um, it looks like a, a massive brain on the inside of this casino. Bender, brains are your specialty. What's what's happening here? Oh no, but it looks delicious. Can I like go forward and just like grab one? You can try and pop the top of one of the the brain chambers for sure. Go ahead and give me a fight roll. Pop it like a soda can. Twenty. Yeah. 
Pop out like a spinach can and be Popeye. You blast it right open. <laughs> It'd be so strong. You pull one that's maybe like a medium-sized brain, a little smaller than humanoid, but it looks really tender. And you grab it out of the brain, and you see sort of the flesh of the walls quickly a little bit as you touch it. Nothing happens. You grab the brain, and you take a bite. Okay. It's delicious. This brain has been thinking so hard. The muscles are like flexed and well used it's tender but not too juicy it's moist it's been you know brined in this solution <laughs> it's one of the best brains you've ever had it can be like eating shit you want to try <laughs> it's super good all right sure i've already used my ability for the day though <laughs> but why not you know you taste this brain we're on vacation it tastes, it tastes similar, like like I've t like I've tasted these flavors before. Earthy, dark, eternal, delicious. Yum, yum. Earthy, eternal, delicious. Little umami, you know. <laughs> it's got that umami. This is good stuff. Good stuff. Chaz, you want some? Ah, uh, no, I'll pass. I remember in case I ever need some uh, touches up here, though. Okay, so, Bender, you've got a half an eldritch brain that you put into your little backpack now for use later. <laughs> All right, and you check out this whole laboratory. You find a bunch of papers, old contracts, old research documents, all of it's in um, languages that you don't understand. Ancient Sumerian, ancient Egyptian. Um, you recognize some of them, but you can't quite read it. Um, you find some contracts, though, with Headmistress Taliba's name on them. You're not quite sure what they are, but maybe you grab a hold of them just in case. Having been in the headmistress's office a few times, um, do these look like collectible items that, that she would be collecting? I, I, it's possible. You know, Taliba's office is full of like ancient papyrus scrolls and things like that. But these look maybe a little less Egyptian. Now that you're looking at them more closely, the letters seem to shift into a different language. And then they shift back. And they shift again. It's French, modern French. You can almost read it. It shifts again, it's German. That word, flesh, you know that one. Shifts to English. You can see it saying, and the terms of the contract dictate that if Taliba violates, then everything is forfeit in her possession and also her brain is forfeit. And then it shifts again, another language. This one you haven't ever seen before. No. Useless. Can't read. Wait, Lily, you know languages. 
some, yeah, I can try to give it a go and see if I can read things before it disappears. Okay, you grab this and you could probably get the whole thing. We just take a few hours of staring at it and waiting for it to come to a language that you recognize. Okay. Yeah, I'll sit there until I figure it out because it seems promising. Okay, you spend a little time there. And as you learn more and more about this contract, you realize that Headmistress Taliba signed a contract with this flesh entity. Looks like she was providing it with fresh food every two weeks in exchange for its services. And it's not entirely clear what the services are. You get the feeling that somebody else knows. Sounds like Hasno maybe has been providing the food. I'll communicate what I get as I get it. Are these how the monsters are being made? Are they feeding them humans? And then... Why would the headmistress be involved with this? She is getting services from the flesh thingy, but I don't, I can't, I don't know what they are yet. What if this is what's creating all of the extra undead? Like, what if the headmistress is just like populating the school so she'll have a job? An excuse to collect shit. Or monster army. I mean, we could go there, yeah. Look, I just saw everything, so like... That's definitely a possibility. I've seen it. <laughs> what did you... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What did you see? Everything. Kimmy, you're sitting there thinking about it. You see everything's through like a little tinge. Purple, blue, green. The same colors that are in these brains. You realize that what you saw is a part of this creature's memory. Oh, no. Like collecting brains from the humans. Or are there monsters disappearing we don't know about? Can I dip my finger in another brain tube and give it a taste test? A different different colored one. Check a different color one. You taste it. Yeah. Tastes the same. Are you trying to use your power on it? I can only do that once a day. You take a little sample. Try it next time. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'll uh, make a little cavity in my cube and siphon some in. Okay. You take a few brain samples. Bender's got one. Kimmy has another. And with that, you're all sort of ready to check out the basement of this uh, giant evil flesh temple. I don't think we quite have enough time to move to the next area and give it the justice that it needs. So next time, you all will confront Hasno and find out what the fuck is happening in this horrible Zumisi temple. <laughs> so scary. 
All right, thanks for joining me, everybody. Uh, let's introduce ourselves one more time. Tell us who you are and where we can find you. Start with Chasworth over here. Hey, I'm Ricky X. I was playing Chasworth. You can find me at RickyXXXRails and on Twitter and other places. And Div. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div, Div Savelle on uh, Twitch, but Google Girlbot Div for all my other stuff. Cassie. I'm Cassie Cummings. I was playing the gelatinous cube known as Kimmy Puddin' Pop. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cass Cummings Triple X, or you can Google me, Cassie Cummings. And Violet. I am Violet October, and you can Google Violet October and find a lot of things in a lot of places. Okay, y'all, and I'm Jane Judge. This has been rad. You can find us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific here at twitch.tv slash janejudge. And if you miss an episode or just want to catch the beginning again, um, come by twitch.tv slash collective every Thursday at 7 p.m. We stream over there for mutual aid. Does someone want to do a little Suede intro? Yeah, I'll hop on that. Suede is a uh, 501c3 nonprofit organization. Uh, a lot of us are volunteers for them. Uh, Suede provides... Uh, mutual aid through uh, grants, uh, safety services, uh, uh, testing supplies for uh, drugs, SCDs, that kind of stuff, uh, to sex workers uh, throughout the nation. You know, we volunteer, some of us here in, in Vegas, but, you know, services are everywhere. Yeah, and if you want to check out Suede and learn some more, go to suedecollective.org. You can request a small grant for sex workers, or you can donate to fund those grants for sex workers. It's pretty rad. <laughs> pretty rad. All right, friends. That concludes tonight's Monsters University. Thanks for this weird horny ride. <laughs> I'll see y'all next week. Bye.